You're tuning in to the Behavior Chef Podcast, where nutrition meets behavior. Team Behavior Chef are experienced professionals in applied behavior analysis and nutrition coaching who strive to bring helpful conversations centered around healthful behaviors because you deserve your health. Now let's get to the episode. Here are your hosts, Clint Evans and Tony Chambers. Hey, welcome to episode three of the uh, the series on just vulnerability and mental health. Um, I know this is a, a little departure from the norm for Behavior Chef, but uh, I see the numbers, I see the downloads, I've heard the the messages. Um, man, I, it's really cool to know that this is a series that's reaching some people. And um, if I'm honest, it's cathartic for me. It's been helpful. Uh, to do this series the last few weeks, just to kind of get my head wrapped around my head, <laughs> if you will. Um, I've been thinking about what to talk about today, and I know it's it's late this week. We had uh, Influenza A run through our entire family last week, so uh, episode didn't get recorded until we got some energy back, and happens to be today. But um, I just I just wanted to take a minute and kind of talk about some of the some of the parts of getting a new mental health diagnosis um that how it affects a lot of a lot of your wellness journey in ways you didn't expect um you know for me i made it through my entire adolescence and most of my adult life to this point without any diagnoses or much mental health help um i mean i i have a wife who is a counselor and uh, I'm in, we're in ministry together and I'm, uh, uh in the middle now of getting a P or PsyD in clinical psych. So now I have a lot of, of introduction to, to mental health things, but I didn't before. Uh, I didn't always have that in growing up. I remember when I was probably the first inkling of, of this disorder, I was 12, 13 years old. And I remember telling my mom that I'm the happiest sad kid that I've ever met. <laughs> and, um, uh, I didn't know what that meant then. And I do now. So I went through high school, um, like a lot of neurodivergent people do. I learned how to mask. I learned how to adapt. Um, you know, that's a part of our, uh, our vocabulary and behavior analysis adaptation. And it's just, you know, when, when we find something that works and we do it until it doesn't work for us anymore. And it's a very crude, uh, way to say it, but it's really where we're just hiding ourselves. Um, part of masking, you know, we're, we're learning to adapt to something that we don't necessarily know how to traverse. And that was always a thing for me in school. I learned how to do, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of you would understand. Uh, I had my own stems. I had my own mnemonics. I had my own system to help me learn things. And I just thought that was normal. I made it through college that way and all of those things. But when I was third, 28, yep, sorry, 28, um, finally got a diagnosis for ADHD and boy, did that change, uh, how my world looked. Um, yeah, I got that ADHD diagnosis and then I, um, I just thought that was it, but I had, I had lost, you know, a hundred pounds and I had done all these things to stay healthy, uh, thinking that that was my problem. And I still had these ups and downs, these waves that I just, you know, that I just had these waves that I could not, 
I could not shake. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to, you know, to get them under control, but I finally hit the head, um, hit the nail on the head when my son was born. And I think I told that story episode one of this or last episode that, you know, I had this moment where, um, if I'm completely vulnerable, I had these very intrusive thoughts about many terrible things. Um, come to find out that it's a form of postpartum depression for dads that we have. And it, what just makes me sad about the men's mental health crisis in general is I didn't know that existed. And it's something that nobody talks about yet. It's apparently fairly prevalent. It's something that happens to a lot of men a lot of the time, but we don't talk about that. Um, in one of my side D classes, we were just doing uh, discussions over suicide. And over the last, you know, five years, um, men have made up 80% of suicidal ideations, suicidal, uh, plans and suicidal attempts and, or suicidal, um, completions over the last few years. And we don't, I don't know. I, I talk to a lot of my guy friends in this same area. And if I'm honest, we we feel kind of left out, uh, culturally, we're not really sure, you know, how to discuss mental health as a whole. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm doing this myself just to kind of break some of that stigma and get those out there. Um, but the big thing I wanted to really talk about was the neurochemistry change in your brain. Um, you know, I got, I got Adderall, which, which helps level out some things. And that helped a lot of my organizational issues and things like that, that are typical for an ADHD diagnosis. And then when I got the bipolar two diagnosis, that class and schedule of medications were a lot different, a lot heavier than just Adderall. And, um, I don't know if you've ever been on, you know, those kind of medications, but it's, it's so different. If you look up, you know, side effects or things like that, the same pill can have the opposite side effects for the person sitting next to you as it does for you. So it's really trial by fire. And, uh, it took me a while to get the right, you know, combination of medications that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I feel comfortable on. But I'll tell you this, um, the biggest shock I didn't really recognize was how it changes your neurochemistry, how it changes the ability, uh, or not the ability, but the functioning of how you learn. Um, you know, I used to learn before, and before I was diagnosed, I used to learn by serotonin, um, uh, you know, or, uh, dopamine chasing, right. I used to see, uh, something I was interested in. And then I used to be able to hyper-focus on it and, and get all these things done. And my psychiatrist even said, she's like, yeah, you were almost like a, it was almost like a superpower. And now you're, you know, you're, um, stable and a lot more, a lot closer to, to neurotypical brain functioning, uh, than, than before. And over the last year and a half, I have just, honestly, I've had to relearn how I learn. I've had to look at several things and figure out how they're supposed to work. Um, and it's taken a long time to get somewhere where I know, uh, now, you know, I've talked a lot about motivation on this podcast. And for me before it was pretty simple. If I was interested in it, motivation came naturally. Uh, and, and so did the progressive progression of, uh, you know, putting small steps together for successive, 
uh, improvement and all the typical things we would do in ABA, I was very easily able to do with myself, but not, not anymore. That just kind of fell away. And so I, you know, uh, along with some of the medication side effects, I got diagnosed. Uh, my son was born. I got diagnosed and I got everything feeling better. But if I'm completely honest with you, the audience, the downside of that was I developed a bit of a metabolic syndrome. I lost my hair and uh, I've gained 30 pounds of that 100 pounds that I lost. And man, with all that together, it just kind of crumpled me. It really, um, yeah, it humbled me. It crumpled me. It really left me lost and wondering what comes next. Um, but now I just, I realized I just needed some more support. So now, um, you know, my wife and I are both on board. We're both working with a dietitian who's fantastic. I have great support through my, my, um, my psychiatrist and my, uh, my family and just being open and honest. And then all of you guys have been awesome. Um, not only for just helping me be cathartic for myself, but also just to know that, you know, I, I'm not the only one struggling with these things. And, um, and I, I really hope, I mean, this is going to be a pretty short one, but I just, I hope, uh, I hope it's helpful to you. And if you're out there, you know, if you're out there struggling with a new diagnosis or the fear of a potential diagnosis, that was, I had me grip for a long time with bipolar two. I knew something was there and I even had an inkling. That's what it was, but it was years before I really came to grips and had to face it. And I just hope one of my missions for this is I could hopefully reach somebody who, you know, is in that same boat, but also can get help before it is a necessity. Meaning before something happens to where they need to, uh, to get help a little early to where life is not so upside down and disrupted, uh, when all the new things come towards you. And, I don't want to say any of this to scare you. Um, you know, I'm in the process of, of losing my weight. I'm actually pretty happy with uh, the bald look. And um, the mentality that I have is, is so much more clear. And I'm so much more present. And I'm so much more myself. So, um, you know, those those physical things, they just come and go, ebb and flow. You know, as behaviors come and, and go and, and life comes and goes, we adjust. And that's the whole idea about reframing, right? Sometimes we reframe a lot in one frame. Um, and I don't know. I just, I hope that if this is something that reaches you, um, if you feel comfortable, you know, reach out to me. If you need, if you need uh, someone to listen to or someone to commiserate, uh, you know, send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, through email. Um, we're at Behavior Chef on all socials. You can even leave a comment here, I think, through Spotify um, on the uh, community outreach portion of Spotify. Uh, I don't know that Apple has it, but if it does, you're more than welcome there. I'll get all of it. So just reach out if you feel like you 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 need uh, some support because we're always here for you. And like always, um, you know, eat pizza, take your data and have a great day. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Behavior Chef Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Behavior Chef Podcast.